Coming up on Tech Thing, HoloLens Report. You had questions. I wore one. I might even have an answer. Winnings Home, a greater sense of security, or just another drop cam wannabe. Three ways to speed up Wi-Fi, the 802.11N edition, and oh yeah, the Apple Watch arrived. And of course, viewer questions, all that and more coming up on Tech Thing. If you're loving your weekly dose of Tech Thing, please consider contributing at patreon.com slash techthing. We are brought to you by viewers just like you. Thank you so much. I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm Patty Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we make technology behave. Except when it kicks our asses. <laughs> like it does every day. Well, not every day. So we have some crazy news from Comcast, something that I kind of <laughs> did not expect. I wanted to tell you about this. This is like the best thing to come out of the, the failed merge with Time Warner, except <laughs> the that the whole thing. merger with Time Warner didn't happen. So apparently Comcast finally noticed that customers are less than thrilled with their service, mm -hmm. myself included, and maybe it was time to fix that. So they are. <laughs> This is kind of exciting. So you can check it out over on their website. Apparently Comcast is creating more than 5,500 new jobs as part of a multi-year customer experience transformation. Company sets aggressive goals to reinvent the experience for customers and employees. So wow. I guess they're gonna add these jobs over the next few years. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're setting a goal to always be on time for customer appointments by the third quarter of 2015. <laughs> yeah, so the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Comcast is going to pay customers 20 bucks if technicians are late as part of the customer service revamp. Uh, I actually had that happen to me one time where they were like an hour after yeah. that time frame that they were supposed to come. They didn't give me any kind of refund. They were like, oh, we're really sorry. We we're running late. And I was just like, well, it's okay. But I really should have argued and gotten some kind of refund because they didn't give me anything. I want that 20 bucks. Part of what was really interesting about that is, is apparently there's going to be an actual tracking system so you can actually see Man. where the technician is. That's which, kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel bad. It, it, you can it, see if they just stopped to go shopping at Target or something. <laughs> you hunt them down and stand and stare at their truck. <laughs> like, I, I gotta say, I'm, 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 I, I look forward and anticipate a great and awesome improvement in service. I'd also like to say, quit sending me invitations for cable service I don't want and, uh, and no telephone kidding. service I don't need. And if you want to drop the price on my monthly internet access, I'm down with that. I will email them once a year and ask for them to drop the price, and they usually do to keep me as a customer. Hey, you, you, you want to save some money, Comcast, since you're actually spending money on customer service? Maybe don't spend 20 or $30 million lobbying in uh, oh. D.C. to try to make sure you get your rules on the internet. Oh! Did I just say that? Yeah, I went there. Ha! I went there. So uh, you got something interesting. I won't say exciting because I'm not really that excited about it. You're almost. <laughs> okay, so this is the Apple Watch. This is the, the, the version that a friend of mine who's a developer it's hooked blue. me up. It's It'll match your 5C. Ironically, it matches <laughs> one of the shirts I own. This, by the way, for size comparison, is a Moto 360. Um, probably okay. the most popular Android smartwatch after, uh, or probably the most Because it does popular. the golden eye theme. That's why I like it. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, right? You know, the, the Apple Watch seems kind of huge until you put it, say, next to any uh, yeah. Android Wear watch. But um, it's kind of funny. The, it's been interesting talking to friends of mine who are early adopters that spend all of the right. money. Pretty much all of the smartwatches, are, first of all, i got to point this out, are useless without their Bluetooth tether to a smartphone. They just yeah. don't do much. Okay, you can, you know, in the case of the, the Apple Watch, you can tell time. Mm -hmm. You can play synced playlists in the little tinny speaker that's on the bottom right over here. You can track activities. You can show synced photos. Okay. Uh, and you can use Apple Pay if you set it up. 
all the really cool stuff. Except for Apple Pay breaks. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> it was right broken now. at CVS today, and I was just like, "Ooh, that They're sucks for you guys." Just turning it on at Home Depot, which will make them just like now. the wow. biggest change. Well, they have to replace. They had to replace, have to replace, and or had to replace all of the card readers yeah. at every Home Depot. It's a Ooh. lot of card readers. So, so anyway, all, all the really cool <laughs> stuff requires you, you know, your iPhone to be in range of Bluetooth four, um, and it's seriously. It was interesting because I talked to a bunch of my early adopter friends. I mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, and I said, hey, what do you use your smartwatch for? And it pretty much came down to notifications and <laughs> fitness. Um, well, that's the only reason I ever own something that is a wearable device is right. for fitness. I had, but I bought a Fitbit, and that was only like less than 100 bucks. Right. Well, let, I mean, let's talk about this. This this is a $399 42-millimeter Apple Watch Sport. It is the second least expensive watch from Apple. The 349 38-millimeter uh, version is the least expensive version. Four fewer millimeters, $50 savings. Uh, if you want to step up from the aluminum and rubber look, you're looking at $699 Ooh. for the stainless Milanese loop. Uh, and, and I got to point this out. I I have huge wrists. I you do. At the I, far I was concerned. End of the bell curve. <laughs> well, it was funny because I I. I tweeted out a picture and people are like, is your hand blue yet? Um, you know, <laughs> You're if using I, the very last notch. Yeah, oh. which is not entirely unusual for me with watches. If I actually want a watch band that will fit, because unlike yeah. the Moto 360, which will use any standard watch band, you have to have, of course, an Apple watch band. Although third-party watch bands are coming, including some which oh, apparently will include battery power. Um, I will need to spend $150 for the Milanese loop band. So yeah. that's that. That would turn this into a five hundred dollar watch. Wow! So fit and finish are pretty much flawless, as you expect from any Apple product, and they're not cheap. Um, the Moto three hundred and sixty is down to one hundred and eighty dollars. This is starting at three hundred and fifty dollars. Um, I'm okay. a week in, and I feel like I've barely scratched uh, the Apple Watch world. Let me say this: all smart watches are early adopter toys right mm -hmm. now. Seriously, um, you, if you're thinking this is going to change your life, it might, but it's probably going to take years. Um, you know, even the folks I know that are wearing them constantly are pretty much like, eh, I'm a developer, I'm writing yeah. applications. Um, so let's talk about kind of my, my top three and bottom three, uh, my, my three favorite and my three least favorite things okay, about the cool. Apple Watch. Because they're just, it's a huge experience and we don't have 20 minutes to talk about let's it. Let's get into it. Notifications. I will say getting text messages, calendar alarms, and weather notifications on my wrist is pretty cool. Getting a flood of email notifications made me really thankful that I could turn them off. Um, well, <laughs> that makes sense. We right? do get a lot of like PR emails and stuff like that. You want to turn that off. Yeah, and you get like 20 of those in a one-hour period. You're pretty much ready to pull this off your wrist. Can you set how many it. notifications or just certain kinds? You can kinds? pretty much turn them off or turn them on. Okay. Um, there's, there's a certain level of granularity in the application. Okay. Um, being able to delete answers, or excuse me, dictate answers, delete answers. <laughs> being able to dictate answers to text messages by talking to the watch, that was really cool. Like I that had a text cool. message and I could hit, you know, the microphone. You either do auto responses, like, okay, thanks, you know. Hmm. You know, you can add custom responses or you can hit the microphone. Then it'd be like, you know, okay, Sarah, I'll pick up Seamus at the pool at 3 o'clock. <laughs> and, and then it would, you know, it would transcribe and it was actually accurate. Yeah. Except they would never actually send from the watch. So apparently there's some oh. setting in there somewhere that I've, I still can't figure out how to fix. That was not so cool. Yeah. But the, so the, you had to get out your phone every time you wanted to send it? Well, yeah. Or actually okay. I would have to get out my phone and then type it manually on the phone oh, or, or yeah. use Siri. That's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> i got to say the activity app. Sounds stupid, but the motion tracking had me going, ah, I need to get up and move around more because I was moving around less than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I could probably do the same thing with a Fitbit, but a Fitbit yeah. wouldn't really be on my wrist and wouldn't give me the sort of visual response on this. So that was actually really surprising to me is 
is is just to actually be like, oh, oh, I could use a fitness tracker. Um, <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> you know, third favorite thing about this, it looks and feels gorgeous. Um, you know, I I am a Timex watch kind of guy. Yeah. I own a couple of nice pocket watches, but they're usually antiques, and they were usually kind of entry level pocket watches when the, when they were new. Um, this thing looks and feels gorgeous, and while the speaker is too soft, answering calls while your phone is thirty feet away is kind of cool. Not nearly as efficient as tapping, you know, a Bluetooth headset and talking on it, mind you. And because right. we were talking about this, you were like, you know, how close to your face was the phone? Yeah. And I like to hear it. I had to have the watch up here. You know, hey Shannon, can you hear me? How does the mic sound? You know, yeah, and even um, when uh, when you were driving and I was talking to you on the other side, I noticed a lot of background noise, but mm -hmm. you still came through clear enough for me to understand what you were saying. You, it was just very obvious that you were in yeah. a loud environment. If you have children, you're going to want to put a password lock on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and, and the password lock really makes it frustrating because anytime you want to do things, you need to enter in the password lock. It'll stay open for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I gotta say, you know, it looks gorgeous. The OLED screen is great. Um, bottom three, price. It ain't cheap. Um, $350 yeah. for the entry level model, which actually wouldn't fit my wrist. $400 for the next step up. Um, if you want to get something that actually starts to look nice and less sporty, you're looking at like 700 bucks. Okay. Um, utility, the interface is less than intuitive. Okay, you know, swipe, drag, tap, force, that all makes sense. It's pretty simple. Um, but when you start getting all of the additional features, like you know, yeah. the big button on the side. When do I use the scroll wheel? Um, Are they similar to the iPhone and the iPad? Uh, and, you know, as somebody who's been using iPhones and iPads forever. There are certain elements that seem familiar but seem to work in completely different ways. Just oh, okay. RTFM, read the tracking <laughs> manual, or you will waste a lot of time figuring out how to work it. Um, it's it's kind of funny. There's just it's it you know it, you know clicking on things makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, other things. You know, swiping, swiping yeah. in different directions to make it do different things. That's pretty intuitive. Yeah, but it's not. It's not kind of a this experience. In a lot of cases, you go this. You oh, go over this okay. way or down this way, mm -hmm. and that's all you can do. And you know, you're you're not pinching and squeezing. It's it's. Okay. I'm, I'm spending too much time talking about it, but basically, read the manual. <laughs> um, some of my favorite apps, like the Dark Sky Weather app, are there. I was like, wow. Cool. And they feel really, really raw and oversimplified. Mostly, I expect because developers don't actually have watches to develop on or didn't until earlier uh, last week. The whole thing is incredibly early. Yeah. You know, even the watches that have been out for a few months, it's still a very early experience. A few months? That's been out for like, what, over a year? Well, <laughs> still. <laughs> it's but been out for a while. Nonetheless, it's still, it's still very, in the entire sort of evolution, yeah. it's still very early. You I know, know what you're saying. I mean, remote, remote controlling the camera for the for the phone, like, that's, that's genius. I don't yeah. know if I need to spend $400 to do that, but you get the idea. Um, battery life, it recharges fast, thank goodness. But put it on a charger every freaking night. Uh, charging it during the day is a major pain in the tuchus if you're not at a desk. So how long does it last? Less than a day? I, 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 I can't really give you an honest answer after a week. But I okay. would say, it, and it varies a lot. There's certain activities I was doing on this where I could literally watch the battery kind of drop a percentage oh. point. Like I would, I would, you know, I would dictate something and it would drop like 2%. You're like, sitting there panicking. No, stay on, please. <laughs> well, you know, and that's just, you know, there's nothing you, there's nothing you can do on this that you can't do on your phone. Really. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to track your fitness, but, but if you start using it, I wouldn't sit around using this to play music. You know what I mean? Right. I know um, what you mean. Because it's going to, you know, I wouldn't spend a lot of time talking on the phone on this because you're going to use the battery up, uh, 
really quickly. Um, for normal human beings without massive risks, the fit should be fine. Uh, I, I cannot type for extended periods of time with any wristwatch on yeah. my wrist. So um, that made the alarms really funny because it uses all these different sort of, you know, very sort of like buzzes and vibrations to signal things. So I started <laughs> listening to them coming off of my desk rather than my wrist when I was sitting around typing okay. things. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's early adopter. I, you know, there's not a single thing about this that made me go, I have to have this. You know? uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's an experiment. It's a toy. And I, I got to say, I would say that for most of the Android watches too. If They're expensive toys that you don't necessarily need to yeah. get what you normally do during the day done. If you disagree with me and you think you have the perfect use for this, for example, you know, I just love the heart monitor. I want to be able to tap and send a heartbeat to my wife. Whose favorite email is tech thing. Well, actually, ask at askattechthing.com. Ask <laughs> I actually have something else that works uh, with your Apple Watch. They just updated <laughs> it so that there is an app available for the Apple Watch. This is called the Withings Home HD Camera. It's about two hundred bucks, one ninety nine ninety five on their website, and it's basically a security camera for your household. But it has some pretty cool experiences that I was able to deal with whenever I was playing with it. Uh, so unfortunately, it is only available for iOS devices, which really, really ticked me off. I won't lie. Because my first, my automatic impression is I take this out of the box and I grab my Note 4. And I was like, okay, what app do I have to download? And then I looked at their site and then said, I there is no app. And I was like, but no, but Google Play, but where's the withing? No. Ah, ah. So I had to go grab my iPad and I'm not going to take my iPad to work. So this means I would have to lug it to work to actually get it to work away from home. It's really huge compared to a drop cam. It is. But surprisingly, like from the picture on their site, I thought it was going to be much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. What I do like about it, though, is that it has this nice like mm -hmm. granule finish. So it looks really pretty whenever you put it. It, like in your household and your right. if you're into refined wood and well, stuff like that it's it a looks little more good. sophisticated i think looking than the drop cam the it drop does. cam is very kind of clean and industrial <laughs> i have to say the stand for it is very clever it's magnetic so yep. if you want to angle it up in a particular yes. direction you've got like 10 or about 10 so that's really cool about it and then you can also exchange out the top too. So if you oh, want to trade this out for a different color or something, you can do that. And it has this privacy mode. So whenever you have it home and you have it turned like this, it's on. If you want to, you can turn it to the side. Oh, let me get it on there. You can turn it to the side. It clicks, <laughs> and then it tells the app that it's in privacy mode. So whenever it's like that, you can you won't be able to see anything, and it'll just turn it off. So it's a nice little feature that they added into the the nice little cover. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So the application is pretty much the neat thing about this. Basically, it has a built-in mic and a built-in speaker, and I have it set on the back of my iPad right now, so you can't see anything that's going on. But that's the back of our view right there. There's Darren there. waving in the background. <laughs> so this is the first thing you see after you set it up. Luckily, setup is very easy on the iOS platform. The application is nice and easy. When you scroll down, it's going to give you any kind of notifications that you've received while you've had it something connected. Moved, something moved, so anytime something, something moves, anytime there's a noise, and anytime there's a change in the VOCs, which is the, remind me what that stands Volatile, for? Organic Volatile organic compounds. compounds. Yeah. in the sky or in the air around you with your air quality. So it changes whenever that happens and you'll receive a notification. So whenever you click into one of those notifications, you can see the picture or you can swipe around and see different things that moved on the screen mm -hmm. whenever that happened. You can see whatever changed in the air quality and then you can go back to the normal live feed. 
Another thing that they had in here that is a pretty cool feature is this nighttime thing. So this is for kids. So you can click it's into here. Light. It's it's a nightlight, <laughs> yeah. So you can turn it on, you can change your settings. I have mine to a rainbow effect. You'll notice on the Withings home camera right here. You can just barely see it. Yeah, here, hold my iPad and I'll pick it up so you can see it. I was on gonna the say screen. because of the studio lights being so bright, but it's got a little it's a there. rainbow effect. Yeah, so it gives you a rainbow effect, and then it'll play a little lullaby for your kids. And you oh. can change the volume on that, too, and set it for a certain time so that it'll turn off after, like, you know, 15 minutes or whatever uh. time it takes for them to fall asleep. So kind of cool little additional feature that they included for little kids if you want to leave it in their room. It does have nighttime viewing. It's HD, so mm -hmm. it has really nice quality whenever you're connected. I noticed when I first connect, the camera is terrible, so just wait a few minutes and it clears up. Does I guess it, it buffers. Does it save? So you know, it sees motion, it saves a clip. How long does yeah. it save all the, the information? So all of your clips, all of your notifications and stuff like that is saved for mm -hmm. two days. And right now, they also have cloud recording available for seven days via the application. And that's for free during their beta. However, it will cost money. I don't right. know what how much it will cost at the time of recording, but that'll change whenever it gets out of beta. Of course it will. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool that they've included the Apple Watch integration, so you can actually see the webcam mm -hmm. on your Apple Watch whenever they, uh, whenever you download the app on your Apple Watch. But I'm really bummed that this is only for iOS. I feel like it's thrusting out like half of the population of consumers that they could possibly get to actually purchase this device. For me, it's meaningless because I don't go to work every day with my iPad, so I have no way to connect to there's this no, and, and see the no live feed. No, it? you can't get in onto it on the live feed from their website. Nothing. You have to have an iOS. You have to have the app on your iPad, iPhone, or iPod. I'm really bumped. 200 bucks. So it costs the same as that pet cube that I reviewed, and it costs right. the same as some of the drop cams on the market. But no lasers. No lasers. And no Android. And you can't do that. I really like this device. You know, the app is so intuitive, mm -hmm. but give me this stuff on Android. Oh, it ticks me off so much. I'm very irritated. Thank you very much. If you're irritated, <sighs> just like Sand Shannon, do us a favor. Just like post on Facebook.com slash tech thing. Angry. We're always listening for you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Let's uh, find out what's going over on Hack 5 with Darren. Coming up on Hack 5, we are building decentralized distributed social networks. They are awesome open source alternatives to your traditional Facebook, but you can connect Facebook as well. It's pretty good stuff. You can learn how to build your own server with that good stuff over on Hack 5. And if you're wondering why I'm here, it's because this is our Threatwire set where we record three days a week, awesome, awesome content about security privacy and internet freedom, both with Shannon and myself and Patrick. So check it all out, hak5.org. We're back and it's now time for a rapid fire round. This week, Patrick is giving us three ways to speed up 802.11 N routers because they aren't fast enough, yo. Oh my goodness. So I was on the premiere episode of the new screensavers with Leo Laporte, twit.tv slash TNSS. Fun show and no, tech thing ain't going away. But we had a viewer ask why their 802.11G was so slow. He's like, I'm getting 20 megabits per second real world. Not the 54 megabits per second I was promised Ooh. on the box, which is totally normal because real world Wi-Fi speeds are way slower like a quarter or a third of the theoretical max speeds they trumpet on the yeah. box but it got me thinking right 802.11g works really well but there's a lot you can do to speed up n i'm not a big fan of n mm -hmm. okay and sucks especially <laughs> in my house all right are you ready i should probably start yes go 
Okay, <laughs> one, turn it off. In the far corners of my house, my download speeds go way up when I change from 802.11 and to 802.11g. Seriously, check this out. Robobo tweets, I was listening to Patrick Norton rant about 802.11n, so I went over to my router, switched it to 802.11g, and my bandwidth near doubled. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually not that surprising. Two, turn 802.11g off. If you're running 802.11n and g on whatever router, the n will only run at g speeds, which is going to negatively impact your n speeds, especially if you're very close to the router. That makes Finally, sense. This may sound crazy, this may sound wild, but there's science here. Buy yourself an 80211 AC router and run in on it. Seriously, even if you don't have no AC clients, you may have no AC clients in your home None. running. Well, okay, so smallnetbuilder.com, uh, Tim Higgins, love the man's work. He heard a bunch of anecdotal evidence from readers, and the ever so awesome Tim Higgins at, at smallnetbuilder.com did 80211 AC real world testing. Uh, 802.11ac routers and their nifty beam-forming antennas seriously up the real-world performance of 802.11n clients, as in as much as 400% in some cases. Tim Rad numbers on both 2.4 and 5 gigahertz upload speeds, download speeds with a bunch of AC routers. The worst case was a 58% improvement. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So does an AC router improve wow. end device performance? That's at smallmetbuilder.com. We'll have a link in the show notes. And finally, I know I'm supposed to say three, but four, one last thought. Start upgrading your desktops and laptops to 802.11ac. Yes. I yeah. should probably do that. <laughs> I think well, I'm still in G. Well, it's funny. It's, it's, it's 802.11n was a great theory, but it mm -hmm. never, for me, especially in the places I live, never really worked so well. Same here. Yep. But 802.11ac, smelling good, people. <laughs> what smells good to you? Hey, if you guys have any network speed tips or you have questions, you can always tweet us at techthing over at twitter.com slash techthing. <laughs> So Microsoft HoloLens, what, okay, so, oh, well, let me, last week I got a chance to get hands on or eyes on with Microsoft HoloLens and, and tweeted out for y'all to fire up questions and boy, you all had a list. We'll get to that in a second. Today, this morning, Oculus VR says, we got a ship date for the Yay! Rift. Well, Q1 2016, one. but you know, about, not quite a year from now, but, but they're saying they're going to do pre-orders later in 2015. Cool. Um, but first, before we get into that, I really got to thank, we, we got our first sponsor. Yay! Yay food. HostGator.com. They want to be your choice for web hosting, one-stop shop for building your business online. I'm actually migrating TechThing.com to work perfect in the HostGator. It's good stuff, people. Uh, even better, HostGator doesn't want us to go to straight ad reads. They want to us to pick a disruptive technology each and every week, uh, something innovative that Shannon and I think is changing the industry and creating opportunities for you to go for it and start your own business. So you can always just host on HostGator.com and you can use the coupon code TECHTHING to get 30% off any new hosting package. You'll help support the show. Go do it. Go do it. Do it now. Now. <laughs> so this is kind of crazy. Take a look at this right now. This is the Microsoft HoloLens on the screen right there. And, it's pretty. Well, you can't quite get a feel for it. So th th it was interesting. So you go in, they measure your pupils because mm -hmm. the distance between your pupils is a big deal. There's like a hundred of these units. They said there's at least a hundred here at Microsoft Build 2015. Wow. That's pretty much all they would say. Um, and and then, so they measure, they set the pupil distance and then they, they very carefully, this is sort of like you hold it <laughs> and they hold it. And, you and put somebody's it. below you going. <laughs> no, they literally, like there were two sets of hands in the transition period coming off. Wow. You lift it up, and then they take it from you, and they say release. So there's there's not a oh lot of these gosh. units out I wonder there. how much those units cost right now. A lot, Ooh. actually. Well, it's kind of yes. interesting. 
so there's a lot of stuff going on. If you haven't sort of talked about or heard about the HoloLens, it is not VR in the sense right. of the Oculus Rift. It is essentially doing an overlay. Right. Um, the demo that I got to see uh, was from Trimble, which you might Trimble. know is a GPS company, but they're really huge in the, hey, I design, I'm an architect who designs huge buildings for companies with a lot of money. And okay. what they were doing was demonstrating, you know, you kind of just barely get the idea right here, where, you know, the, the demo we saw, first there was a maquette, which is those little sculptures you're looking at right here, that yeah. sort of, that they make models of buildings. Mm -hmm. And then you would put on, you know, the HoloLens, and you would add things and manipulate it. And it was really cool, because you could take a mouse from their application and drag it over into the virtual virtual world, right? Oh, Which is cool. overlaid over the real world through the giant ski glass lenses. Okay. Um, and then you would step out and you would go, you would pretend you were at the building site, right? They, they, they literally installed a fake brick wall in a hotel room. Wow. <laughs> they also installed lockers in the hotel and they made us take all of our stuff and our recording devices and oh, our laptops yeah. and everything uh, and got stuffed inside of a locker. And then you got walked by a bunch of really big security guards. It was, it was an interesting experience. Um, so you're staring at this faux brick wall with your HoloLens, you know, and there's a note. So the note would come up, and there's basically like one gesture with controlling HoloLens right now. Click. Oops, <laughs> I did it wrong. It's this. It's oh, not this. Okay. It's this. So you go up and you click, and you know your virtual companion, the 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 actual, you know, the contractor is like, hey, we went to build this door, but there's a beam there, and then you 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 go to move the beam, and you do an overlay, and you're in oh, sort of no. real time in a real environment with this self-contained wireless rig on your head, and you're looking at this mock building and saying, hey, we can move the door there, but we got to relocate these water pipes, yeah, and you can leave a note for them to respond to. It That's, sounds like it's very specific use case scenarios. Well, that that was a very specific... Architects are so far ahead of most of the world in using 3D and virtual reality. Yeah. Because they're trying to make really complicated things, buildings, understand the people who are going to cut checks right. <laughs> based on their designs. Um, they had some other demos. I didn't get to see any of those. Um, some of the people like uh, Paul Therod and Mary Jo Foley who got to see the original demo. The original demo was very, very different in the sense that you had a completely immersive environment, and I believe there was sort of a fanny pack computer involved, right? <laughs> um, this was a self-contained head unit, but the window was about, your virtual reality window was about this big. So imagine holding up this, and the area in front of my face, okay. like I would see sort of a goblin sitting on top of the monitor, or I would see, you know, a hat on your head. But you you can still see everything, everything outside. Here. It's yeah. just you're going, you're getting whatever the image is inside yeah. your monitor, so, kind of overlaying it. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny when you look at sort of like. Um, it sounds like you're trying to live this experience through a box. Yes, and that's that's the current edition. So it's interesting, when you look at this headset right here over in this guy's head over in the corner of the video, right? So we have, you know, there's there's the recipe window. So you're not gonna have this in experience with the current hardware. Gotcha, gotcha. Right? But there's okay. essentially sort of an atom, like, you know, next generation atom processor in here. Uh, and and a special sort of holographic processing unit, an yeah. HPU. Um, what was the resolution like on that? Then nobody. Well, well let's let's get to that. Let, okay. Let me, let me, let me I have skip. so many questions. Okay. So <laughs> so I tweeted out. Um, you know, do you have? Uh, let me scroll. Oh, look, up. the first guy. Yeah. What is the resolution? Got any Microsoft <laughs> Hololens questions? Fire them out. I'll be stuffing my head in one. And and let me sort of go through these. Um, Ellen, it says, what is the resolution? Microsoft won't say. Brian Bushred, woo, says, all I want to know is how bad the projected reality lags behind your head movements. In my experience, in the demo, none at all. Arnold cool. Valentino, AV Valentino 13, any leads on the price? Because I'd love to learn through HoloLens. No, price is TBA. 
Will it be available in Sweden? Possibly. Uh, they wouldn't say when it would be available except within the time frame of Windows 10. And somebody next to me. So that is, means anytime during Windows 10? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, before Windows 11 was essentially what they said. Um, you know, being Boston, aka Timio, says, how does it feel on your head? Is it well balanced? Nausea? How clear is the environment while operating it? Um, it feels great on your head. I mean, yeah. as, as, it, it's kind of funny. because That's my thing with Oculus. It kind of tires out my nose. Well, Oculus a has a lot of weight up here. They've kept yeah. the weight sort of very close to your face okay. uh, with the HoloLens. And again, this is, you know, there's, there's maybe a couple hundred of these units, I would bet. Um, so they lift it up. They put it on your head. You adjust like a hard hat helmet because there's a ring that goes like this that actually squeezes your head okay. gently, acceptably. And then you can adjust the hollow lens. You can adjust it in and out if you have glasses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, oh, with, you can fit it over glasses. Yes. Cool. Yeah. It's, you know, Ooh, I don't think nice. it's going to be as comfortable, but you know, it's yeah. the, the price of paying glasses or the cruelty of, of wearing glasses with technology. Um, it was interesting because I was, I was talking to Will Smith that tested, and we both kind of did the thing where we were like, <laughs> you know, leaning in on the model. And the resolution was was much higher than we expected. Oh, you wow, mean? that's like the, surprising. The detail was really good. Well, Because I, yeah. I spent a lot of time, like, you know, in this virtual reality, you know, looking at my virtual box going, yep. hey, this looks really good. <laughs> um, you know, uh, resolution, motion blur, none that I could detect. Estimated price, none. SDK for developers. Someday okay. before Windows 11. Yeah. Um, you know, Did you feel any sickness or dizziness? No, none at all. Cool. It was, and that may be why they did the very small box because yeah. they could compute that completely. Because they, they, this was really like, hey, everybody's like, in a lot of ways, I think this was Microsoft saying, seriously, we've got this. It's self. It was wireless. There was no huge. It didn't weigh eight pounds. There was no tether to the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, at Nakov says, I'm a doctor. This is groundbreaking. Many docs though are suspicious. Oh. Well. It's good to be suspicious, and that's mm -hmm. why they're not giving a release date because they want to finish it, which yeah. I think is going to require some hard considerations. Um, weight in terms of proper use, how does it work with people who wear glasses? None of the people I knew who were in the demo were wearing glasses, so I didn't get to speak to any of them. Um, you know, it did not. It did not bother me. You know, I only had like maybe fifteen minutes with it, but right. you know, with an Oculus Rift at the end of a ten-minute demo, you're like, wow, I have mm -hmm. a thing sitting on my face. Uh, I didn't <laughs> feel like this way. Um, can it do Media Center? Media Center's been killed, haha. Uh, <laughs> but it could do, they, they did a demo. The demo they did before that, which involved us watching people, was really interesting because the two people were interacting. One was in a 2D Skype environment and mm -hmm. then uh, at the other side of a wall. He like walked around and the, and the one by us was in a 3D uh, Skype. You know, he was walking oh. around with the HoloLens and then they had this these sort of cameras that simulate the HoloLens experience. Okay. And they simulate it full screen, not little box. Oh. And what they did in this demonstration is the person who was 2D in Skype was able to use his mouse to manipulate objects in the 3D world. And the guy in the 3D world with the HoloLens on was like, oh, yeah, hey, this is the 3D model we're going to build. And he made it big so he could look at it. And he adjusted things. So he was like, oh, look, it won't go through the table. You know, we have intelligence <laughs> built in. And I'm going to put it over here with my other virtual 3D sculptures. And by the way, there's a 3D engine built That's into Windows cool. 10. So you'll be able to print from Windows 10 to your 3D printer. Um, you know, okay. so in in that terms, like the the models, you know, people who are watching, you know, people who are watching the latest, you know, people who are watching feature films are not going to be like, oh, this looks better than yeah. than the new Avengers film. It's <laughs> not the resolution is not that high, but in in terms of the demos they showed us, the rendering looked really good. Okay, cool. But this is very, very, very early. 
Yeah. We do not have a ship date. We do not have a launch date. We do not have a beta date. We do not have an SDK. Probably, I would not be surprised if by build 2016, they are going to release a lot of that information because yeah. a lot of build 2015 was teaching developers, giving them their first experience with this and teaching them how to work with it and demonstrating like, hey, it's not just people who can afford a HoloLens because you can interact with people working in a 2D environment. So all in all, thumbs up. Um, you know, if you're looking for a new direction to move your programming world, uh, this might be one for you to check out. There's a lot of opportunity here, whether you're looking at the Oculus Rift or the full VR environment yeah. or any of the other VR. Hmm. It's interesting. I, you know, I almost feel like the HoloLens has more potential than VR because I don't, I didn't hear, any, I didn't hear anyone go, gee, I put those on and I wanted to vomit. And we still hear people. That's good. That's good. We still hear a lot of that from the Oculus Rift yeah. community. And well, that's also probably because it's laying over yeah. the real world. You don't have the, the cognitive dissonance of the things in front of your eyes being completely different from the yeah. things that are around your body. It's a different experience. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, we want to thank HostGator for sponsoring the show. Use the coupon code TechThing to get 30% off. And right now, people, 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 I got to remind you, if you're a fan of TechThing, do us a favor, subscribe at TechThing.com on iTunes or YouTube.com slash TechThing. That makes sure you get each and every episode. And if you want to take it to the next level, consider contributing to the show at Patreon.com slash TechThing. Donate however much you want per episode. Every little bit counts. And while we love our new sponsor, HostGator, if you get to $5,000, we're going to cut the commercials. Boy, that host skater loves that. Hey, if you can't donate, that's okay. Please take the time to send us questions, tips, and share the show with your friends and family. And giving our video the thumbs up on YouTube and liking it on our Facebook page all helps quite a bit. By the way, if you can do a review on iTunes, that's a huge thing for helping promote us on iTunes. So if you're using iTunes, give us a review on iTunes, hopefully a positive one. And thank you so much for supporting the show. And thank you to HostGator. And use that coupon code, tech thing. All right, people. We got, we got viewer questions. Yes, we do. This may be the longest show we've ever done. At Tech Thing, guys, is there a way I can play Pound SWTOR in that my That would be room? Star Wars, The Old Republic in I my was living room. About that. <laughs> Without dragging my PC in there. Also, I would really like to use an Xbox controller. So I want to just say, heck yes, there is. Um, so Michael Hand and Patrick Norton actually checked out something really cool. They made a Raspberry Pi streaming box on their show, Possibly Unsafe, over at possiblyunsafe.com. Basically, what you do is set up a computer. It doesn't have to be a Raspberry Pi, but you want to turn it into something that has Steam on it. Mm -hmm. And you can stream Steam from your PC over to your home TV, but True. you do need some kind of PC box in your, in your TV room. Yes. Um, I also checked up on Reddit because there was a whole... There's a, there's a lot this. of ways to pay money yeah. that are either here <laughs> or about to be here. But you can um, do it cheaply if you want to. Um, so basically, people over on Reddit said that they were able to get this running. As an update, this guy said he was able to launch Steam on his host PC with admin rights and then tried to launch on the client PC, which we, would be in his, his living room or wherever, and it worked. So now he's playing and everything runs just fine, and this is for Star Wars The Old Republic. So hopefully that works for you. If it doesn't, let us know, and I'll keep looking. Mr. Nick Murphy tweets at TechThing, is there any reason not to encrypt your drive, say with BitLocker? Does it impact performance, for instance? Great show. Well, Yay! Thank you, Nick. Thank you. So remember, BitLocker <laughs> is owned by Microsoft. 
because <laughs> people like us hat. wear tinfoil hats on our heads with our data. Alternatives to TrueCrypt are still a little bit sparse. I though. think you're suggesting that perhaps because BitLocker was produced by Microsoft, who is an easy target for the NSA, there could potentially be things yeah. that weaken the encryption used on BitLocker. There could BitLocker. be a backdoor. We don't know because it's closed source. So. There's that thing. It has been tested by a lot of the IT community, but keep that in mind. So there are still very sparse TrueCrypt alternatives out there. I know a lot of people don't want to use TrueCrypt mm -hmm. because of the issues with um, it last year. Well, the TrueCrypt developer said, you know, we give up, we're done. Yeah. But, but so like, far, man. well, so far the code audit uh, actually has found nothing particularly right. awry. So you can, you know, you can take your chances with it and you can still use it if you want to. Uh, there are other ones like a new one called Veracrypt, which is also open source, but of course it hasn't gone through the yeah. same testing that TrueCrypt went through. So keep that in mind too. Uh, but as far as like, you know, changing how fast your computer starts up or anything like that, luckily encryption has a very tiny impact on computers mm -hmm. with all the tests and all the information that I was yeah. able to research, especially with new ones especially with solid state drives and yeah. you know updated RAM, so little that you probably won't even notice a change when you're well, reading and writing data. Yeah, it's funny, like, like, like you know, this is a Samsung uh, kind of document that talks about encryption. You know, they're doing hardware encryption on SSDs now. Cool. So essentially you create, you know, they're called a self-encrypting drive. Um, it's hardware-based um, full drive encryption. Awesome. And there is no measurable <laughs> impact and and your entire drive is encrypted and the encryption is managed so in a cool. way that doesn't impact your CPU at all. This is all good things, you know. I mean, you were saying like start time might be like you know. Yeah, startup time might be hindered by like a second, if, if that. that. Yeah, so <laughs> because your computer will still have to access and read more yeah. information to decrypt your data when it is starting up, but still, this should not deter you from even considering it because encryption is so so important, especially mm -hmm. for sensitive data yeah. or if you have like a work PC that you have to bring to work yourself, or if you just travel across borders a lot and well, maybe you one, work for security. Well, if, if you travel across borders, remember that the, the border... Border control can take your computer. Oh my goodness. That wraps up this episode of Tech Thing. If you like, please subscribe to techthing.com or youtube.com slash techthing. And before you go, have you backed up your system or your phone lately? If you haven't, go do it right now. And remember, once in a while, put down the phone, step away from the screen, close that laptop, and do something analog. Like have a barbecue with your friends, which we totally need to do. Thursday afternoon barbecue. Woo! I'm Patty Norton. I'm Shannon Morse. We'll see you next week on Tech Thing. No fires. We're having a drought, dude. No fires. No fires. Just some barbecue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you. You. Watch this. Ah! <laughs> what are you doing? Proving that the Apple Watch basically does nothing to thank her. Can I get a No. <laughs> so nice. I want to be like, I have to have this. And I'm like, I can't come up with a reason. Your devices. So much shine. Anger. So much anger. Angry. You know, I'm hangry. I need some tackles. You you could. You could. I'm ready for Iowa some tacos. Oh, it's Taco Tuesday, people. It's Taco Wednesday. Taco Wednesday, people. On Wednesdays, I wear pink. <laughs>